Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 103.9 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Friday evening where we are set to just not continue, but really now we are in wrap-up mode. I think this week and next week we will round out our reflections into uh, how to best respond to this question, can you pray for me? That being said, uh, this past week I have been in several conversations and on three separate occasions the topic of, Joe, why pray in specifics when ultimately there is only God's will came up? And in response to that question, I thought about what we talked about here some months ago in our sixth key of praying with specifics. So, as promised, as we begin to bring to conclusion this larger topic of intercessory prayer, I thought it would behoove us, as clearly <laughs> this question and topic is resonating with you, on praying with specifics, I thought it would behoove us to use that section as a key element of our review so as to get at answering this very important question of praying with specifics and ultimately doing God's will. What's the point of praying specifically if it's just a matter of saying God's will be done? Um, It's a great question, and I just want to go to the heart of it here, and we will by going back to this sixth key. And to go back to that sixth key, I want to share a story I I shared then some months ago. The summer before my senior year in high school, my friend and I set out for a 10-hour road trip to the coast of Southern California. Now, this trip included going through the grapevine, and and the grapevine is a, a canyon of approximately 40 miles that connects Central California, the valley, if you will, and Southern California. At certain stretches of this pass, there is nothing but open road. And now as my friend and I were in the middle of the grapevine, our car broke down. And my friends, it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon, over 100 degrees, and it was 1992, which means there was no cell phones, okay? So although we put our emergency lights on, as I, as I recall the story, no one was interested in stopping to assist us, which is a whole other radio program, okay? But certainly, as you can well imagine, overcome with worry and anxiety, We began to pray. Now, let me set this up here for you. My friend grew up in a devout Baptist family. I was raised Catholic, and and accordingly, I prayed my Catholic devotions. So, in this moment, we both prayed, but prayed differently, okay? I started to pray, God, please help us in our time of need. We don't have any other place to turn, so on and so forth. My friend (laughs) interrupted me, praying fervently, sweet Jesus, please send us someone who knows what is wrong with our engine that we can get back on the road, so on and so forth. And I remember 26, 27 years ago that I was struck by his prayer. It not only came from a place of great faith and confidence in God, but it was so specific. (laughs) As it turns out, minutes later, a car mechanic happened, happened to stop at the side of the road with all the tools necessary. And what was the problem? It was our alternator. Well, he fixed it, 
and we were on our way. And as we drove off, my friend asked me the question, why do you pray to God as if you don't know him? And he went on to make the observation, you need to be more intentional when you pray. Does not Jesus desire specific prayer? My friend was right. And that day, more than just an alternator was repaired. But my understanding of how we ought to pray, intentionally and with specifics. You see, my friends, it's quite simple. Intercessory prayer is never generic, right? He desires to know the details of what is in our hearts. huh? And this is not for his sake. He already knows the details, but for ours. You see, there is great power when we are specific in intercession. Why? Well, as a father, I rejoice when my child is detailed in his requests. It shows me that he knows what he wants. God rejoices over the same deliberate prayer. Be intentional in your prayer. Be specific. Jesus desires as much. Now, here, it would serve us to go to the passage that comes to us from Mark 10, verses 46 to 52. Because this passage, I think, sounds the alarm to the importance of praying with specifics. And this, of course, is the narrative and the encounter between Bartimaeus and Jesus. It reads, And they came to Jericho. Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, rise, he is calling you. And throwing off his mantle, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, Take note of this question, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Master, let me receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. What just happened? Well, in this narrative, Bartimaeus hears Jesus from a curbside and cries out to Jesus for mercy. His cry appears to be both genuine and specific, huh? Genuine in that he cries out twice, right? Hey, Lord, have mercy on me. Specific in that his He petitions Christ as the son of David to be merciful on him. Clearly, Bartimaeus was crying to Jesus in faith, knowing that Jesus could heal his blindness. Suffering cries, Bartimaeus was suffering. Yet he does not ask for Jesus to specifically heal his blindness, but for mercy in general. Why? Well, that's speculation. Perhaps he was afraid to ask for such a specific desire for fear of being denied. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Whatever the reason, Jesus stops, calls him forth, and asks him point blank, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus asked Jesus for mercy. Jesus asked Bartimaeus to be specific. Brothers and sisters, ambiguities are impersonal. Details are personal. The less we hide from Jesus in prayer, the more real our friendship with Jesus will become. And as friend, Jesus desires to go into the details of our every need. Again, not for his sake, but for ours. 
In our intercessory prayer, Jesus asks us the same question he asked Bartimaeus. What do you want me to do for you? The Savior of the world is madly in love with you, and he desires to help you. So he places an emphasis on the prayer of specifics, which is what but the prayer of personalism, the prayer of relationship, the prayer of courtship, huh? What do you want me to do for you? Our God, my friends, is not some impersonal magnetic force in some unreachable space. He is the God of personalism, the God of the living, right? The flesh dwelt among us. How consoling is it that God says to us, what do you want me to do for you? And we return such personalism with our own personal expression in intercessory prayer. I desire you to blank for my blank, but only if it gives you glory. What we are made to see is that in the end, Jesus wants us to know that he will meet our deepest desires. In fact, God's deepest desire is that we desire God as much as God desires us. Specific prayer is personal prayer, and personal prayer is the prayer of desire, which brings us to the heart of your question. You see, the closer we are to Jesus, the more we will desire what Jesus desires because in faith, we will come to see that the optimal good, the willed good, is the good that is necessary for our salvation. Union with Jesus is a union of hearts, which is a union of what but desire. Now, in praying the words, thy will be done, what do we have but a beautiful version of what detailed intercessory prayer ought to look like? Not only because it is prayer imbued with trust, but prayer that states definitively, specifically, I place you, God, as my number one. So in that moment, we say to God, you know what my brother or sister in Christ needs before I ask, and it is my desire to enter into what you already know. And in praying this, what happens? But we allow the holiness of God to make our imperfect intercessory prayers whole. Holy. This is a part of our wholehearted prayer, right? And again, to bring this back to the, the notion of specifics, he desires specifics, and as he desires specifics, he desires to give you what your heart desires. But as he does so, he wants you to enter more deeply into him. In the end, the prayer thy will be done implies that all intercessory prayer needs to be open to he who is the optimal good, taking whatever good is within our prayer and transforming it into a greater good, the greatest good. Which also means the prayer thy will be done never begins with God only if, but God only you. In this vein, we ought to see that our specific intercessory prayer should never be reduced to a cry of distress, but a faith-filled desire to see God reveal his infinite, beautiful design for the one we are praying for, or the circumstance we are praying for. Okay? Okay. All right. All that being said, as we now begin to round out our series of reflections that started, oh, in the beginning of last November... We do so by capturing the essence of what this time has been about, huh? responding to the question, can you pray for me? With the foundation of understanding prayer as conversation with God. And, and as we did, we saw what? But the value of praying in, in the Spirit, praying in faith, praying from the heart, praying with fervor, 
praying on the spot. Huh? That was so important to our reflections, praying with specifics, praying in friendship with God, praying in thanksgiving and praise to God, and last but not least, praying with Mary. Indeed, my friends, in our time together, we have seen how these nine keys are imperative to fulfilling the promise we made to our sibling, cousin, friend, and, and co-worker when we say, yes, I will pray for you. Here, I want to recall some of my hopes that I put before us last November in those initial weeks together. I pose to you questions with regards to the hopes. Do we understand praying for others as a vital expression of the Christian faith? Have we internalized intercessory prayer as a desire and privilege? Uh, Do we see these series of reflections as a resource for us to return to. And most importantly, if we have begun the practice of these nine tips, has our relationship with God been strengthened? As we respond to these questions, and I'll close with this to to pick up on this point next week, maybe we recognize a weakness in our intercessory prayer. In this case, what are we to do? but identify the weakness and be intentional to work on it. For example, if we find ourselves hesitating to pray on the spot, ask yourself the question, what is holding you back? Then identify what is holding you back and begin the process of seeking to be more consistent in praying on the spot. Okay, so again, we will wrap up this larger topic next week uh, by really picking up with where we left off this evening. Take to heart these questions, and as you do, maybe journal with them. And certainly, as you do that, send your messages and any other questions you might have uh, on your way to me. You can go to j-h-o-l-l-j-m-j at yahoo.com, or just go to my website at joholcraft.org and hit the contact link button there, and your uh, message question um, will be on its way. All right? All right, let us close with a word of prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And God bless you.